We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Moving forward with our mailbag, again, make sure you get your questions in and we will do our best to answer them, star them, do all that fun stuff, and Ryan and I will stick around for as long as we possibly can and answer some questions here for you. Okay, here we go. Here's the first question here from the world-famous Scotty Nitro. Hey, Ryan, do you think it's a better fit amongst the current quarterbacks we are recruiting, not just who's the best quarterback, but who fits into Tommy's system best? It's a great question. Um, I would say when we're talking about Austin Novosad or Kenny Minchie, I think both of them are actually good fits into the system, right? I mean, in Coach Reese's offense, timing's a big thing. Getting the ball out of your hand quickly, being a quick processor are very important things. And I think both Novosad and Minchie do those things really well. And now Novosad's a 6'3", a little bit longer of a player, while Kenny Minchie's around six foot one and, and kind of a stockier frame. So it's going to look a little different, but honestly, I, I don't know if I can really differentiate the fit in the system. I think they both can fit well. I like the RPO game that I know that they want to implement a little more. I like that a little better for Minchie. I think he just has a little bit of a quicker release in that regard. So if we want to take the full scope of the offensive system, I guess I would slightly go Minchie, but I also think that Austin Novosad has a really good fit into the offense as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaine Tiller says, we'll, we'll have more rushing yards in the Notre Dame-BC game. Tyler Buckner or Phil Dracovic? I think this is a good question. I, I would certainly hope it'd be Tyler Buckner, right? I mean, Phil's, for me, I don't know what you think, Vince, but like Phil Dracovic for me is more of a extender as a passer, right? Like he can break tackles. He They're can not running a lot plays, of but own he- reads per se with him. Yeah, he, exactly. Right, and he's right. not even, I mean, even outside of structure, he's not really looking to pull the football and, and run a ton, you know, like he's trying to extend as a passer because he's got the big right. arm and he's works out of structure a little bit. I mean, I think there is some comparisons between him and like a young Ben Roethlisberger, you know, the ability to kind of shrug things off in the pocket, break, throw the football, but I don't think he's going to run the football a ton. Right. But so Tyler's always going to have the little wrinkles at times, quarterback Absolutely. power, zone read, you know, working out of structure. So I think I think I would say Tyler Buckner in that in that regard. Now I could see some QB power with with Phil. You know, sure. so, you know, it's just some design keep tor- sort of things. But I don't think he's going to be as active in like the zone read game and things of that nature. So if Phil Jakovic has more rushing yards than Tyler Buckner, that's a bad sign for Notre Dame. I think um, that. Oh, or I guess you could say it's a good sign because Tyler Buckner's just sitting back there in the pocket, just you know, picking them apart, and Phil's running True. for his life. So, I mean, I guess that, that could point. be a bonus uh, depending on how the game goes. Um, but I think if if everything remains as planned by the coaching staff from both sides, I think TB yep. has, has more rushing yards. I think it's a good point. Agree. Okay, here we go from Will Claw. Any update on Hannafin? Yeah, so obviously you should be a part of the message board, and I think, Will, that you are, which I know is why you're asking the question. So if you for anybody that out there that, that doesn't really know, you can sign up at boards.irishbreakdown.com, which is right underneath of me. So the whole thing is that I'll, I'll say this because there's an intel piece on the board that you can kind of look at that Brian put up that has a little more in-depth information that I don't we don't really want to put out into the universe. It's more for the subscribers. I'll say this. Everyone that we've talked about, I'm um, talked with, excuse me, still feels that they are the leader for Ronan Hannafin. So I'm not worried about it yet. There's just some un- uneasiness kind of with the whole process. But I will say right now, I think that Notre Dame is still the number one team for Ronan Hannafin. So we'll just keep it there for now. I like that. Okay. Oops. I go over here. Here we go. Jesus, Mary, and Brandon Joseph. Very funny. I like that. With the loss of Moore on the defensive side, are we looking yep. for another defensive tackle lineman in this recruiting class? I, I haven't heard of any guys that is going to kind of be a replacement for Jason Moore. I think Notre Dame is going to be okay with t- just taking four, honestly. I think that when you have a group like Keon Keeley and Brennan Vernon and Bubakar Triori and Devin Houston, I think you're okay with just taking the four because it's – I mean – Jason Moore was going to turn that group from elite to historical, right? If they were able to recruit him, but it's still a great class. I think that it's going to rival any defensive line group in, in the 2023 cycle. 
across across the country. So I don't think that they're going to force the issue. If there's another player that kind of pops up to them, like I, I we, me and Brian have talked a little bit about Colton Vasek, who's out of Westlake, who was a guy that was offered at one point. But we haven't heard any rumblings that they're making it a priority to definitely get a fifth in the class. Or I, I don't know if there's anybody on the board right now that they would make that necessary push. So I think they're going to be okay with four. Just be open to there's going to be continue to be constant evaluation, especially when we go into the season where, you know, what kids take big jumps, what kids that you didn't really know about that you're constantly in the evaluation process early in the season. So that could change ultimately at the end. Uh, timeout Tom says yesterday when Ivy was talking about options at quarterback, <clears throat> John Garcia mentioned in passing, there's a top five ish quarterback that isn't as committed as people think. What was he talking about? Well, I wasn't on the show yesterday, so I'm not hundred percent sure. And our buddy Ryan just fell out with technical difficulties. So let me see if there is a question that I can answer while we wait for him to come back. And then we will, of course, Roll back to that question. Are you back, Brian? Ryan, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, no, no, no. That's it, you were yes, not wrong when I, I was reading the question, but I cannot answer. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. I haven't had any technical issues for weeks, and then all of a sudden today, it's like, oh yeah, let's uh, let's all mess things up. Of right? course, that's how it always goes. So, so time out. go ahead. You read yes. the question. No, I, I read the question. I heard, I heard you reading it as you okay. were kind of going through it. Uh, time out, time. I can't tell you. I'm sorry. I, I, I've i talked to Brian about it. I know who it is. I know the quarterback that they're referring to. It's a pretty crazy one, but we will uh, – I, I can't put a name out there. I apologize. But maybe at some point when it's about to break, maybe we can put it on the message board. I don't know. But all I all – I, I, I don't want to ruin that kid's, you know, process, right? So, like, I'm, I can't put that in the universe, unfortunately. You can tell me after the show. Yes, right. I will. Uh, <laughs> Some of the some of the perks of working for IB. All right, next question. Uh, SGC uh, concerning Al Golden, does his experience in the NFL make him a more effective college defensive coordinator? I, I think it's all of his experiences, right? I mean, he's literally exactly. been defensive coordinator, head coach on the college level at multiple spots. He's been a defense, uh, been a linebacker coach for a team that just played in the Super Bowl. I he's been there, done that. He's seen a lot yeah. of different styles, a lot of different schemes. I like where I, I think Al Golden's going to do really well because I think he's a really smart and every person I've ever talked to from just general media people, people that have covered him closely and scouts that have been around him in the past. He's a really smart guy. And yeah. I think I think that he's going to do really good stuff for for yeah. game defensively. And I, and I think it's the 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 wholeness of his resume that that is the big deal with him. Right. I mean, it, he's got a great resume and you just rattled off the various things that he's done. The NFL just makes that resume better, frankly. And people have to understand the NFL isn't isn't college. You can't implement defenses necessarily as technical as you are going to do in the NFL because you just don't have that much time with these kids. It's not their full-time job. They're going to school. They're doing all of these different things, right? And so it is, it's different. Now, can that experience help him? Absolutely. All of his experiences he's had in his career, help him with the position that he is currently in. So, yes, at every position he's ever had makes him a more effective defensive coordinator, I think. Uh, but the yep. NFL just just makes it that much better. 100%. Benjamin has a question. I want to know what you guys think about this Notre Dame team. When we make the playoff, who is the opponent? 
Wow, that's a question. Yeah. That's, um, uh. So in in Notre Dame's schedule, they're going to play potentially the top team in the ACC, potentially the top team in the Big Ten. And I guess we're assuming that we're going to win those football games and that we're going to beat USC, who could be the best team in the Pac-12. So I guess that I think they could win one of those games and still be okay with getting. Sure, I think an eleven and one team, if they lose to one of those teams, they still get into the playoff. Barring four undefeated teams, obviously. Yeah, my first thought is winner of the SEC, right? Like, I mean, that that would be because that's one of the conferences that we would not play. Um, May. I mean, point. it really depends on. They don't how want to rematch. Yeah, good point. Hundred percent. I mean, but like, well, let's say this, Vince. Like, what if Notre Dame loses a close game to Ohio State, and then you run the table the rest of the way? You go eleven and one. You get in the playoff. You're the four C, whatever. Ohio State's there again. Maybe you have a rematch against Ohio State, right? Like, there was a good football game first. I, it, there's a lot. I mean, that's. I wish that I can give a better, better answer for you, Benjamin. I would just say it's going to be most likely a team that you haven't played. So an SEC caliber team potentially, or maybe it's a rematch. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a tough question to answer. Yeah, no, I, that's a very good point. I, if they're 11 and one, I think they're probably a three or a four seed, right? So the winner of yep. the SEC, I think is a very safe bet. They, they do try to avoid rematches. And I think that's smart to be honest with you. Sure. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I like that because they, because potentially you're looking at Clemson, Ohio state, Notre Dame, and the winner of the SEC is the final four. I, and I don't think that's a huge stretch, to be honest with you. So if, if we're going, if we're if we're going by this question, Notre Dame's in, so they're in. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to be in? I, I think that's that's a logical step to take. I don't necessarily see anybody from the Pac-12 getting in. I have a hard time seeing anybody from the Big 12 getting in. Um, yeah. I just don't. So the process of elimination, right? So maybe maybe, maybe Cincinnati will get in again. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have predicted that at the beginning of last season, so you, you never know. Yep. Okay, next up in the hopper is Irishman7114. How do you think that USC, with the way the O-lines and defenses go under Riley, slide into the Big Ten? I don't see them physically matching up with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, etc. regularly. I think that's a great point, frankly. It is uh, a great point. And yeah. Let me go back to the original preface when we or the original point that we were making when we were talking about these moves. They're not doing it for competition purposes. They're doing it for the old mighty dollar. So it is not a good fit for UCLA and USC to be in the Big Ten with the way that they play the game. It's just not. And they're going to struggle against physical teams. It's not a great fit. And I can guarantee you, if you gave the truth serum to Lincoln Riley, he's not happy about this move. Yeah, it's that is a it's a clashing of styles to say the least, right? It's it's I guess you could argue that Ohio State's been a little similar, right? Because like they haven't been the strongest team up front the last couple of years, and they've still been a really good team. I I think that you can win in a different style. I just think that early on you're just gonna kind of have to understand how you're going to proactively play against teams that are a different style to you, right? Like they're going to be a more physical football team, but they're maybe not going to have the same athletes that you're going to have unless you're playing Ohio States out wide. Right. So I think early on, it's going to be a huge adjustment period for USC, but if they can recruit and they're going to be able to recruit a little bit of a different demographic too, playing in the big 10 as well. So I think you just have to mesh them together, but I think that it's going to be a, a, it's going to be a tough transition early, but I think it's something where you can, 
you can figure it out as long yeah. as you have the right pieces in place. Right, 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 right. I think that's a good call. Blaine Tiller asked this earlier, but just to ask again, in the Ohio State game, do you think Notre Dame holds Ohio State to under 28 points, which is what Oregon held them to in their win last year? Could they? I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Mm. You don't think so? 28 is too, too, too small for you, Vince? Well, you said earlier it was going to be a shootout, and I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with that. Could they do that? Do they have the ability to do that? Yes. I think they do. I think – if you're going to hold you, or if you're going to hold Ohio State under 28 points, I think you've caused a few turnovers defensively. I think you've gotten into the backfield. I think that you have disrupted what CJ Stroud wants to do with the football. A lot of got, lot has gone your way defensively for you to hold Notre Dame or hold Ohio State under 28. If they hold Ohio State under 28, I love Notre Dame's chances to win that game. So yeah. if that's the case, that would be fantastic. Um. If you told me that they hold them under 28, I, I like Notre Dame. I think that they're going to win that game. So I hope it happens, and I see a path for that to happen. I don't know that I would predict that to happen. Can can I set the over-under for you, Vince, and you let me know? Ready? Oh, I'm going to set it. I love this game. 33 and a half. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good number, too. That is a good uh, number. Because like, I had 35 in my head. Like that, that That's realistic. I'll I'll say over just because I yeah. don't want to be that homer just yet. I'm not ready to take that plunge. <laughs> so I'll take I'll take the over on that, but that's a really solid number right there. Really solid. Yeah. I, I spend too much time looking at betting lines, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I think betting lines are fun. I, I think it's very interesting to see how people think of Notre Dame. We did Brian and I were talking the other day about uh the over unders for wins for Notre Dame and just how yeah. Crazy it's been over the last five years. It's, wasn't it Pro Football Focus had them at like six point something wins or something? Some crazy number like that. I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, it, I don't get it. It's eight and a half again this year. It's eight and a half. I, I don't crazy. know how you don't take that, but whatever. Whatever. I don't work in Vegas. I don't make those salaries. So they obviously are making money on the deal. So it's true. Okay, John Arendelle says, is Monroe Freeling still on Notre Dame's board? John, um, we've we've talked a little bit about this on the message board. We're going to wait until a decision is made from Monroe's side to kind of put the full backstory out there. As it currently stands, I do not expect Monroe Freeling to be a part of the Notre Dame class. Could Could it change? Sure, he's still on the board. Yes, Notre Dame is still recruiting Monroe Freeling, to my knowledge. But I, I just think that there is uh there's a little bit of a trending away from both sides. There's um just a little bit of a backstory that we have to get into on the premium message board at some point. All right. Next question is from John Murray. I believe Ryan Barnes will be a starter by week four or five. What say you? Yeah, I, I think that. I, I, I'm hopeful for Ryan Barnes. I really like the talent level of Ryan. And I mean, he's brings a lot of length at six, two and a half, six, three, somewhere in that ballpark. So I think if hopefully they're able to find a role, if this does happen, this, 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 um, if this, if this uh, switch does happen, I hope they find a spot for Clarence Lewis. Cause I, I don't think that Clarence, is I think Clarence Lewis can be an asset to your team, to your secondary, right? Like, I don't think he's a guy that should just be phased out completely. I think that Ryan Barnes presents more upside, 
but I think the ability to potentially get both of them on the field could be very interesting. So hope, hoping that, uh, that if Ryan Barnes beats him out, it's because just because Ryan Barnes is just too good to keep off the fields. Right, right. Absolutely. And by week four, that means something has gone badly uh, for Clarence Lewis in games. I think I don't, if Clarence Lewis is playing well, I don't see him getting replaced. You know what I mean? And so it's either going to be Ryan Barnes is starting in week one so that he's still starting week four or Clarence Lewis has started week one and something has gone drastically wrong so that Ryan Barnes is starting now. Like, I don't, I'm okay with scenario one. I'm not okay with scenario two. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess we'll see how things go, but I really hope that Clarence Lewis isn't getting beat like a drum and that they have to make a change, you know, by week right. four. Exactly. I, I hope that a change is happening because the player is stepping up, not because one is not performing. Right. Like yeah, I think right. that that's the most advantageous. Ryan Barnes just needs to be too good to keep off the field. Like he has to play. That's where this, I think that's the ideal situation. Obviously you don't want it to just be Clarence isn't playing well. So you have to replace him. I, right. I, the, exactly. Ex- yeah. yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Question here from Sean Kane. Do you see Ramon Henderson as the starter at safety opposite Joseph or more of a rotation? I, I think that we've talked about this a lot too, Vince. I, I think whether it's Xavier Watts or it's a Ramon Henderson, I think there's a lot of upside to that other safety spot. I do think that if it's Ramon, there is a lot of upside from a range perspective, right? Like he brings a lot of coverage versatility for me. So I would predict him right now as the starter, but again, it's going to be a battle. There's it, there's experienced guys like DJ Brown yeah. and Houston Griffith. There's another young guy like Xavier Watts that's really talented. So I think that I, I think that it's going to be a, a, a nice battle in the fall. Looking at if Ramon's able to get that spot. Yep, I predict him as the starter at the moment, but a lot can change because I think there's a lot of talent back there, and I think I think the talent is very close. Um, so yeah, I, I predict him to be the starter, but we'll see what happens. Blaine Chiller has a couple of interesting ones here, and we'll kind of roll through them. Uh, but he says, Will finished higher ranked this year nationally, the Notre Dame wide receiver and core or Notre Dame as a team? Huh. I got I got the team. I think the team's I, gonna I got the team. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with and, the team on that one. I'll and it's not because team. I don't think this wide receiving core can be really good, but there's a lot of really good wide receiving cores out there and that are deeper, frankly, um, than Notre Dame. So yeah, I'm going to go with the team. I think the team's going to finish higher. And and also, how are we um how are we ranking the wide receiver units as well? Like that's Ooh, I think that's a, a conversation. Are we talking about like I mean, are they generally based on performance? Is it uh, is it a a volume stat outcome? Is it just right. us tentatively ranking against other teams? Like I I think that matters a little bit. But oh, absolutely, I completely agree with that as well. Uh, he's got another one here. Which finishes the year higher ranked, the Notre Dame wide receiving core or the Notre Dame secondary? I'd go secondary. I think there's more proven products right now. I think Brandon Joseph is going to be a star, Blaine. I also think that Cam Hart is going to take a massive step forward and be a star for the team. So as long as your other the other players, like the Tariq Bracey in the slot plays well, as long as Clarence Lewis plays good football, as long as Barnes plays solid football, as long as Ramon Henderson plays solid football – you just need everybody else to be solid. If they're everybody right. solid and you have your two stars, I think the secondary has a lot of upside. Absolutely. And I, I will agree with you on the known commodities versus what we think the wide receiving core can be. <clears throat> if I'm predicting right now, I, I think the secondary is going to be better because I know what I'm getting from at least half of them. And right. I don't know what I'm going to get from Braden Lindsay. I got a lot of good ideas. I don't know what I'm going to get from Avery Davis coming off of an injury. 
I don't know what I'm going to get from Tobias Merriweather. I don't know what I'm going to get from, you know, Colsey. There's a lot of question marks there. So I, I think that are going to get answered in a positive way. But at the same time, I just don't know where they're going to be with that. So it, it's going to be interesting. But right now, I would have to take the secondary for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Will has an interesting one here. He says, will any of the 23 or 24 recruits travel with the team to Columbus? Now, Will, I'm going to ask you to clarify this because it is an away game, so Notre Dame can't give tickets to recruits at away games. If they go, they're going on their own. They're going on their own dime. So it has nothing to do with Notre Dame specifically, but if they go to the game, it's it's on them. So Notre Dame's not going to bring a bunch of recruits. They can't. That's illegal. You can't. You can't do that to an away game. So I, I don't know if that's what you were referring to, or if they've got like a plan that they're going to all go together or something along those lines. I, maybe Ryan can speak more to that. But from a Notre Dame standpoint, they can't bring recruits on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw the I saw the question earlier. So you know Notre Dame is especially if it's like an official visit, right? Like they're right. not paying for them to go to Ohio State, right. but it's right. um. It could be something though, Will, to your, to your question where, you know, it's, it's not, it maybe a, t- a player is getting recruited by both Ohio state and Notre Dame. And that's a game that you want to see, obviously, right? Like that's a big, uh, obviously barometer point. So sure. I mean, Notre Dame's not going to push them to go to Ohio state. They're going to push them to go to the Clemson game, right? Like the home Absolutely. games is where yes. you're going to see their recruits coming in. Yep. That'll be a huge recruiting weekend for Notre Dame. Clemson is good. I'll tell you all this. I haven't put it on the board yet, but I've already gotten some, some people verifying that they're going to come for the Clemson game. And there are some dudes that will be on campus for that game. From the 24 class or. For 2023 and 2024. There's a bunch of guys already planning that visit. Wouldn't be surprised if we made some 25 guys on campus too that weekend. Just Uh, saying. Now might be some 28 (laughs) kids on there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Be crawling out of the crib for that one. <laughs> All right. James Lawrence Zenchi uh, has one here for us. Ben, I'm going to butcher this. I'm most likely Minnick. Is it Minnick or Minich? I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. I okay. His last name, to be honest. He visits later this month. We touched on this the other day. I don't see it at safety, but I could see him as a slot wide receiver. He's definitely a gamer. Is Notre Dame looking at him at safety or wide receiver? Sa- uh, safety to my knowledge, James. Uh, I haven't heard anything about him potentially playing wide receiver if, if he does come up with Notre Dame. Um, he's going to be on campus, obviously, for the 26th, which is the barbecue. He's going to be one of the very few 2023 kids that are going to be there. And everything I've heard is that they are looking at him as a safety. Okay, we got one right here from Stephen Robinson. Over under 16 and a half runs for Buckner against Ohio State. That's a big number. If it's over, that's a problem because that means he got sacked. That means he's running for his life. I, I, I think I would have liked this number more at like eight and a half, nine and a half. I felt like would be a better number here for, for this one. Um, 
I think 16 and a half is too high of a number to be honest with you. Um, and again, if it's, if it's over that, then I think things are, have gotten really bad, uh, for, for Notre Dame. Uh, I just, they're not going to have six, they're not going to have 17 designed runs for Tyler Buckner. That's for darn sure. I don't see that happening if, if, you know, because in college, of course, sacks count as carries. So if he is in there for 16 and a half, I think he's been sacked. I think bad things have happened. So what, what say you, right? I would the number that popped in my head was I think the most that you'll see is eleven to twelve. Okay, I mean, it kind of design quarterback. Once you say nine and a half, that's kind of like, where you would yeah, set it. That's where I put yeah. the number nine and a half. You know, yeah. yeah. I'd probably I'd probably go over on that one, but okay. I mean, sixteen and a half is a massive number, man. So I would definitely hit the I would definitely hit the number on that uh, on the under on that one, Stephen. I just think that things have gone wrong if it's if it's that high. Like that that is not yeah. in the script for Notre Dame. If it's over 16 and a half, that, that, that is what I will say. Yeah. We got one here from Mark. He says, sorry, joining in late. Any way that Notre Dame will ever change the no official visit rule to committed players. Thanks for the content. Love the show guys. Mark. I mean, at this time I haven't heard a change. Can it change? Maybe. I mean, I think it's possible, but it's something that the, the staff has kind of been on board with as of right now. But we, we I mean, Staffs are always going to change philosophies at some point, right? So could it change? Possibly. I haven't heard anything about it changing in the near future, though. So he's it. talking about kids that are committed to Notre Dame taking official visits elsewhere. Yes. Well, no, no. He's he's saying he's saying um, no visit rule to committed players as far as players that are committed to other schools oh, coming to campus. Gotcha. So there was an issue with um, a cornerback that at the time was committed to Texas Tech. He wanted to come to Notre Dame on a visit, but they didn't want him to come because he was committed still to another school. They wanted, if he was going to come to campus, cause he was a flippable kid that you would be an uncommitted player and be, yeah, that type of thing. So, so, so just to, to throw it out there, be devil's advocate. They just, they're, yeah. they're offering, they offer Nova sad. They're probably yep. going to offer Minchie. They're both committed elsewhere. They're not going to yep. allow them to come in on official visits then. Right. We will see if that rule changes, but in theory, <laughs> okay. in theory, you are correct. But we'll, we'll see. Just put we'll it see. out there, okay? Not you're you're not wrong, Vince. I, I thought of that the other day when I heard um when I heard that they were pushing to try to get Novasad on campus at some yeah. point. So I was like, huh, that's uh, it's going to be interesting conversation to have. He's a Texas so, yeah. kid, isn't he? I mean, yes, he is yeah. a Texas kid. So yep. that's, a heck of a, that's a heck of a you know, it's not an easy trip necessarily. It's not an easy trip. I think John told told us yesterday that he also doesn't have any official visits yet, so he would be making that trip on his own dime as well. So, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, hey, if it, if you're saving four years worth of money for college, you could probably afford a trip up from Texas. I'm just saying. You're not wrong. That's the way I look at it anyway. All right. Sean Kane has a question here. Which has the highest percentage of happening? Buckner winning the Heisman or Notre Dame going 12-0? Or Notre Dame going eight and four. Uh twelve and zero, I'd probably say. Um, yes, I would too. I'd say number two. I, I don't think. I, I think Notre, if Notre Dame was eight and four, it's a massive disappointment, right? Like yes. I, I think that I think that they're Notre Dame's going to be a better football team than I think a lot of the outside national media are going to get and give them credit for. Tyler Buckner winning the Heisman is an interesting one. I would just lean more towards Tyler Buckner in year two as a starter being a Heisman contending type of dual threat signal caller. So I would say Notre Dame going 12 and 0 would be my bet yeah. on, on the three. I, I would agree with that. I would say my order would be two, one, three. I think that if Notre Dame That's goes fair. 12 and 0, 
I, I think, you know, the whole best player, best team kind of thing, like he's going to get Heisman talk if they're 12 and 0. I, I think he just will because if they're 12 and 0, a lot of it has to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eight and four, man, I just, that's such a low probability in my mind because I have a hard time finding four teams are going to lose to. That's my biggest issue. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely 12 and 0. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's the higher percentage. It, it would, I mean, I would be just sad every single day if Notre Dame was eight and four, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anybody yeah. on this site wants to see sad Ryan. They haven't seen sad Ryan yet. So <laughs> no, we haven't. We have not seen sad Ryan. That would be bad. Yeah. They've seen sad Vince before after uh, the Cincinnati game last year. And then after, uh, the- well, I was, I was at that Cincinnati game. So you could have seen sad Ryan on campus on that one, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a rough show. I, I think that the show started, I was like, it was just, it was bad. It was, man. Cincinnati jumped up to a nice lead, oh. and then Notre Dame came roaring back. I was like, ah, they're going to pull it out in the end. And then that stupid seam route to Leonard Taylor or whatever, just right. like, oh, great. Okay. We're bad, you know, bad, we're bad. Yep. All right. Well, Ryan, I think that is going to do it for our mailbag this afternoon. Thanks for joining me on a random Wednesday. Much appreciated. <laughs> Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share it with your friends, give us a five-star review. And also later on tonight, six o'clock, Sean Sires and I will be on the IB Nation Sports Talk Show, six o'clock sharp. We are going to talk about a myriad of things, but one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, the Bill Polian wrote a book and he, he outlines 11 criteria for a successful head coach and what he looks for when he's hiring a head coach. And we are going to apply that to Marcus Freeman. And we're going to talk about all 11 criteria. Sean wrote a great article about it. It's over on irishbreakdown.com. Make sure you go check it out. But we're going to talk about that on tonight's show. Um, So that one should be a lot of fun. And then we've got some other things mixed in there, some grilling questions and some, uh, some different stuff. So we're always all over the board with the IB Nation Sports Talk Show. So make sure you check us out tonight at 6 o'clock. So come join us for that. Of course, our buddy Mace, he always gets us out of here right, and I love it. So join the message board, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, leave a five-star review, visit the IB store for some Gap Closers merch, and as always, go Irish.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.